Hey, thanks for coming for the review for the third episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. This is an unedited version, basically. I recorded this little part at the end, and I'm sticking at the front just because it's so late anyway. If you want to like be chill with, I don't know, 10 minutes of intermittent uh, downtime of or a few extra ums, it's a two-hour recording anyway. So, <laughs> But you can watch it. You can listen to it now. And then, uh, I don't know, come back in a week and it will be edited. If you're not hearing this when you come back to listen to it, then it's fully edited. Uh, cool beans. Enjoy the episode. Hey, we're back with a later than normal episode of Falcon Warrior Soldier Review. Totally my on me. I've been having some stuff that I had to take care of. So this is actually the day after I got my second COVID shot. You're not going to get to see me have horrible uh, symptoms in real time or hear me, but you wouldn't have been able to yesterday because I didn't have any. Um, Real anticlimactic. Sorry about that. And sorry about everybody who does have symptoms on their shots. You're my hero. Um, But yeah, I've I've been moving stuff from my bedroom to the podcast room, podcast room to the my what is used to be my bedroom so still not even done with that but doing this now so please forgive it it'll be fine i think next week cool so i got notes richard what's your first note and then i'll catch up to it mm. what or what do you think what do you think okay. of this episode are you going to uh for uh, are you going to be editing this at all or are you going to try to upload it all in one big thing it would be nice to upload it all one big one thing, but I doubt that's going to be okay. possible. So I'll probably just have to edit it. Okay. <laughs> um, then hopefully edit this part out. Um, who is the character at the end that appears after uh, Winter Soldier? Bucky picks up the microphones and who, what's her name again? It's fine. She's one of the Dora Milaje. She's not the main one from Black Panther. She's not a Koye. She was first in the movies in Captain America Civil War. She looked at Black Widow at their limo and said, move or you will be moved. <laughs> I honestly don't remember her name. Okay. But like that was, I think that was her only line in Civil War. Okay. And oh, so glad people... to see her part being expanded on even more. She was in Black Panther and I believe Infinity War, but mm-hmm. glad to see more more out of her. Mhm. Yeah, no, I'm glad cuz I was like I don't think that's Sequoia and I was just li- and like yeah, uh I think this series was being lauded for giving its side characters giving side characters that people wanted to see more of more time. And this mm-hmm. episode definitely did that. And so now now I understand that um what's the opposite of a criticism? Compliment? I now I understand that compliment a little bit more. So Which compliment? Then that uh the series gives uh the side characters way more time that they deserve because they were good characters and stuff. Gotcha. On that note, I want to say a little interview tidbit I saw of Sebastian Stan 
commenting when asked why Falcon is the first name in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and he <laughs> gave a very elegant response. And first off, who gives a shit? <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. But second, he was like, "Well." We are tackling issues of race, and he was chosen to be the successor as Steve Rogers. I Don't quote me on that. I'm not mm-hmm. as confident about that. But the second one was, also, I had two movies to me. I had one named after me, The Winter Soldier, and Civil War had like me at the center of the conflict. Right. So... <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like, right. give him his yeah. spotlight. He's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and so far, it is, you know, a tiny bit more Falcon's story. Just mm-hmm. a little bit more, you know? Yeah. It's like 53% to 47%, you know? So... Yeah, I feel like it's been pretty even, but of course, when we talk about race, Falcon is ending up to get the short end of the stick. So, And I'll, I forgot to mention this. Because this room is so much bigger and we just got really hot in Chicago, uh, this room is harder to cool down. And I have a fan on its lowest setting. And Streamlabs OBS made it sound to me like it wouldn't pick it up. But if my audio is a little weird, I will understand that in editing and not do it again. So apologies there as well. Okay. So what's your first note? Okay, hang on. So, oh, right. Um, I honestly don't recall if we hit on it in the last episode where, you know, um, Bucky is is trying to talk to uh, Falcon about why it mattered, why he kind of had a personal stake as to why Falcon was carrying the shield. And he's we like, did. if he was... Yeah, if he was we, wrong about you, he was wrong about me. I'm right, gonna turn exactly. off one of these fans because there's two okay. settings. I'm getting just too paranoid. But keep going. Sure. Well, yeah. So, um, I just to try to rephrase what I was saying last week. I think that it just shows like Bucky still has those issues from that from like parts of his personality that maybe were not developed quite enough before he went into the deep freeze. You know, so. Um, I like it took me a second it took me a little bit at first I thought it was a criticism but then I thought that fits his character and I understand it a little bit more just thinking about it so so what what do you mean the continuing issues I was distracted turning off the face well it, it, it's just like um, just I don't know if I would call it a trauma it's just an oh, issue like- it's an issue like a gap in his personality that wasn't developed yet, you know, like he, he needs affirmation from, uh, from Captain America and he needs that affirmation developed or, uh, um, confirmed, I, I get it. but yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, it is trauma because he fell asleep in the thirties, woke up in present day, basically, with like Steve, but with a few extra steps. So Steve already had like a game of pick me up and everyone I know is dead. And then Bucky had that. Plus, Hey, you know what you've been up to the last 70 years being the world's most elite murderer. Right. And we all blame you Mm -hmm. and you 
you are responsible for that. You, even if you didn't choose to do it, you did it. So deal mm-hmm. with that. Good, good. Have a fun mm-hmm. day. And you had the most moral person in the world who, yes, is fallible, can lie about things like Tony's death or Tony's parents' death and not tell him. But he is your rock. He's the person you grew up with, the most righteous person you know, telling you you're not a bad person. Mm-hmm. And that's that I that the way they're putting it out, that was the only thing exactly. saving him from who knows? Killing himself. I mean you know, there was the uh I watched uh Judas and the Black Messiah mm-hmm. and the guy who betrayed Daniel Kaluuya the guy I, I don't know anyone's name from that only Daniel Kaluuya and I keep every time I say his last name I'm paranoid I'm mispronouncing it but the person he played the person who betrayed him by Lakeith Stanfield he played him the real life person saw the documentary about that whole situation and killed himself that night what once he came to terms with how destructive his actions were so whether bucky's responsible or not it's not without the realm of possibility definitely without the realm of possibility in the mcu but it would not be without the outside the realm of reality for someone who went through all that to succumb to the guilt Mm-hmm. So Steve right. stopped that, essentially. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. he's having a second go through all these feelings now that Sam is making like Steve was wrong about him, about mm-hmm. Sam. Right. Yeah. And so I guess ex- exactly, like, and that's what I mean by I think you expanded on it beautifully there. Uh, the weight behind that line: if he was wrong about me, if he was wrong give, about you, then he could have been wrong about me. So I'll just give myself a chef's kiss, because I'm a mm. douchebag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's no. true. No, I'm no, just no, no. that's <laughs> nice of you. <clears throat> yeah, and so the, my next note after that: the GRC. We're introduced to the GRC. Um, the global relocation. What was that last one? Global I have relocation. no idea. My notes on that were <laughs> infomercial opening, and then, wow, the GRC is a military outfit. Cool. Well, that's <laughs> how that's like, how foreign aid is carried out a lot of times. Is like, well, we're going to set up these camps for people to sit in, um, and we're going to give I them know. food, and that's that's what. And like, you know, if the conditions are okay. Like, it's okay. (laughs) I I know, but with how (laughs) just ultimately bullshit the infomercial was. Yeah, look at them playing in the park. Yeah, we're (laughs) helping the world. And these half of the population people who came back, busted in. Don't even let them breathe. It's like, oh. Oh, I, I thought that was just captain america's own military outfit i didn't know that was the grc no 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 the grc was on the van 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's All why right. I said they're I a military fed. Oh yeah. crap! Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, that feels real." I bet this series has no cooperation from the U.S. military. You know? Yeah. Because like in. Iron Man 1, I think we've already talked about it. They had a contract with the military. There's a great video essay on YouTube talking about the secret political agenda of Captain Marvel and not talking about, ooh, a lady's in charge. How scandalous. What an Mm. agenda. Talking about, no, the Air Force marketing and the actual (laughs) ads they did tying in with that and how they worked to make the Air Force look so good despite all the real-life consequences of increased self-harm and suicide in military. So mm-hmm. I, with, with how um, relatively scandalous <laughs> this series has been about not putting military things in the most perfect light, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if the military had absolutely no involvement. Yeah, it would, it would be like saying Coca Cola has led to obesity and expecting Coca Cola to, you know, have product mm-hmm. placement. Actually, never mind. Let me rephrase that. It's like the real life situation with idiocracy. They got mm-hmm. so much money from Gatorade and all these other companies that they were actively criticizing. That mm-hmm. once the companies that paid for product placement found out what the story was they the studio killed the movie essentially mm, gotcha uh, by giving it such a small release so yeah so i didn't even catch so that now that we reframed the grc here i didn't even catch that because i don't know that's just such an opposite thing of what it says that they're doing you oh know yeah what I mean? like that's it, what no, i loved I mean, about it it's, it's but it's polar <laughs> opposite you know like the army, the Air Force, we know that they go into other countries. There's military conflicts. There's going to be fighting. There's going to be explosions and stuff. Like, if you think of ICE, you know that they're, like, it's homeland security, blah, blah, blah. There are going to be at least conflicts with people. You know that much. When you think of the GRC, you're just like, oh, hey, you know, maybe monetary aid to people that are that need it. They're totally displaced after they came back from the snap. And then, apparently, they're storming this building and and yeah it's just they're using it i guess as another reason to just intrude on places and i don't that the fact that it's obviously different you know from it, the, it, the grc's original uh, proposed purpose it's like all those advertisements amazon's been making about we're helping get vaccines to people because we care and then like 2 days later all everyone comes together to be like yo you know that your workers have to pee in bottles or defecate in alleyways to be able to make the quotas you're forcing on them Mm -hmm. just the juxtaposition you know all this advertising and stuff i cut it out last week because it was like a 20 minute talk about military and their advertising right right it's like the um the advertisements for the army that's what character will you play will you be the soldier or the medic or the wizard Mm -hmm. it's like 
Come on. <laughs> right, but when you, if you're, if you know, ne- never, you mind. know the air. I'll just you, cut that out again. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, my point is, this is a a, a valid point. Is that in the Air Force and the Army, you know you're going to be handling conflicts in other countries, like it, given your role, you know. Um, GRC doesn't, it's like you would never ever infer that from their name and what their proposed purpose is, you know. Like Amazon, you know that, okay, they just produce a bunch of shit and they ship a bunch of stuff and there's probably people working in warehouses. It's not like, you wouldn't assume that they yes. storm other people's warehouses and shoot them and then take it, over other people's warehouses. It's know? not a perfect one-to-one, but the thing I'll say about people knowing what they'll be doing when they go into the military is I've met multiple people who have been told, no, you're going into the Coast Guard. You'll do an office job. You'll never leave the United States. And then like a month after signing up, they're shipped off to Iraq without even the level of body gear or uh, protection, not armor, but you you know what I mean. Body armor as, or whatever. Yeah, as the military, like the army people, the people in the army. Mm-hmm. So I've met multiple people who were like point blank lied to about what they will be doing just to. Those anyway. are some pretty shitty, pretty shitty recruiting tactics. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. So anyways, um, and then that kind of sets up the enemy group that, what's her name, uh, Carly Morgenthau. Uh, it kind of sets up what her group is against. You know what I mean? So, like, obviously, yeah. it's not going to, they're, they've been set up, it's like Carly Morgenthau's group, she's part of the Flag Smashers, right? They've been set up as some, the people are sympathetic, but their cause is bad right like you can get sympathetic to carly okay but then their actions for their cause are usually have been bad you know i was like you you just made me think of cap later on it's it's the uh the goal is not bad but the means that you get there are but then mm -hmm. that literally connects to later when cap is telling battlestar when cap is telling battlestar you think if we get this done, they'll care how we did did it or whatnot, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this show's been doing a great job of making the Flag Smashers very gray. Like, there's even a note later where I can see it w- as bad, but... No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'll get to that. But there was a moment later where, like, I was like, oh, they're letting her be cutesy? Like... Talking about, I I could have been a teacher. I was like, that's cute, and that's your villain. Wow, like mm-hmm. that was surprising. They did that, and then literally later in the episode, she blows up a whole building of people mm-hmm. who are military and who are the people who are holding the supplies and keeping it away from people. But it's still like, oh, you killed, no bueno. Um, mm-hmm. so I think they've been doing a re- okay. So my next note they they all have to do with the um w- when they go into the flag smasher area and they okay. say uh when he says don't give them a second to delete shred those make perfect sense good mm-hmm. you're doing a raid you don't want them to burn evidence right or breathe and i'm like oh that, that <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. 
uh-huh. but that's a little more intense, whether it's, it's violent extreme. or non-violent. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, okay. And then uh, the guy telling Battlestar, you Americans have become brutes. And it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't remember if that's the actual place that the Flag Smashers stayed at. I would imagine mm-hmm. it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so they use the same actor and all that and show that they are on the right track. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right, that, right or wrong. That Brutes line, I was always just like, I don't know. I always remembered when I was growing up, uh, America for its role in different wars. Okay. So I was, when they said that, I was like, well, yeah, we were always like, you know, Mr. Military. We could defend ourselves and stuff, you know? And like, I was like, yeah, brutes, but like in like a good way. And then I started thinking maybe there's a good way to be strong and a bad way to be strong, like a good way to be a brute and a bad way to be a brute, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like, like Iron Tony Stark in the first Iron Man saying, My dad had a philosophy. Peace is being the guy with the bigger stick. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So there there's there is logic in that. If we threw out all our nukes, man, it'd be tomorrow that China, Russia, and North Korea were invading. There's truth to that. Yeah, yeah. If we had no nukes, and they Mm -hmm. do, boom, we are... Right. We're going to be communists all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. There's shit's going to go down. Mm -hmm. Um, But with power (laughs) comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to pull out uh, a shitty version of the Spider-Man quote, but when they say the Americans have become brutes, it's because we're walking around in that foreign nation with a honorable goal or not, like mm-hmm. we own the place. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what would you think if in Chicago, Russian operatives were just allowed to start raiding places? Because they were somehow more powerful than well, us. It, no I matter mean, how which way you slice it, we would be like, "Fuck you, douchebags!" Like, exactly. what are you just so? I, I was gonna say, you know, there's gonna be death happening. There's gonna be fighting back. Like, so yeah. But I mean, if for some reason they, if in, there was some scenario where they could just bust into your office, like they, like the new cap did to these, uh. Gamer? It looked like gamers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever this place was, if if Russians just came in with a big red shield, be like, show us your computers. Right. You have no choice. You'd be it like, all, wow. It, wow. Yeah. It, I mean, it depends. If it's a destabilized region, like, you know, let's say uh, Chicago suddenly, the, the United States suddenly had an internal yeah. civil war. It's, it's I, destabilized, yeah. and there, I yeah, know there would so. be have to be a lot of hoops to get to that point. But I'm right. just like, be, right at the end of the day, you'd still be like, "Fuck you guys," you know. Right. You wouldn't like them coming in, right? Like they own the place. So there'd be. Um, I'm, I'm trying to make up the right terms here. Yeah, so, we don't need to make HBO's next hit. They can call us. <laughs> Let's not give them the pitch. <laughs> there'd be adversarial tensions. Adversarial tensions. Uh, yeah. If that happens. So, yeah, definitely. Um, my next note talks about 
that line with forward fashion. You know what I'm talking about? Forward fashion. Which which part of this is that? They're describing uh, Falcon is like, why'd they have to make me look like a pimp? Why do I look like a pimp? And then okay. uh, Zemo is like, well, you oh, just anybody, any black man with forward fashion doesn't need to be a pimp. Okay. Like that's, gotcha. that's, that was sort of like the line. And so that's my next note. Uh, if you have anything before that. Oh, I got so much. Oh my God. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, well, I'm still in the raid. My next one was when he spits on his face and he just he just war crimes. He doesn't do it seriously. He just tips his toe in. But when he shoves mm-hmm. him against the wall, he's like, do you know who I am? I'm like, oh, wow. Yep. Went to your head already. Right. <laughs> just, do you know who okay. I am? Not Captain America, that's for sure. <laughs> no matter what situation, saying the words... Do you know who I am? You're the douchebag. Uh-huh. I don't care if you are the director on the next Transformers and some PA who has no idea who you are actually spills something on your chair, you know, like a coffee. Mm-hmm. If they're like, all right, I have a vanilla. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you know who I am? It's like, dog, of course he knows who you are. Like, mm-hmm. shut the hell up. Uh-huh. Like, how do you think that's got to be spun in any other way than unreasonable? Um, and that goes into my next note, which is I think the new cap is under too much stress. Because mm-hmm. when Battlestars being the voice of reason outside, we get, of course, we get like the closer shot that's very out of focus with the background on cap as he's kind of like melting. Mm -hmm. So I think that was very smart in a Mm -hmm. way of showing that like the whole world expecting so much of him can just erode yourself Mm -hmm. as a human. I mean, like really, if I started being the boss of people, I'm going to have to get acclimated to that. And mm. not be a piece of shit. Right. It could be really easy. Like, on such a minuscule level of, like, paying someone $100 a day to do something, and they mess something up, then it just spirals. You're like, I paid you $100. I just flushed it. And then you want to snap. But that's not a good leader. And now Cap is just like... I have to be Jesus, basically. Mm, right. I I get what you're saying. Yeah. I I assumed that was going to be the case pretty fast. You know, like that he was going to be turn into an asshole. Like especially when he's like, "Stay out of my way." It's like, yep, there's the first sign of him turning into a dick. And yeah, yeah. you're right. It's it probably has more to do with the pressure than his normal character um, if he were a civilian, you know? So, yeah. Dude, we've seen it in so many directors. Look at uh, the director of Fant Forstick, Josh Trank. Mm-hmm. He went from a $10 million film, which is already, I can't even imagine, mm-hmm. and being so critically lauded for that to an over $100 million film 
being constantly questioned and he fucking melted and then mm-hmm. being replaced he melted mm-hmm. it's human you yep. we're we're made to be able to deal with the <laughs> the small area of tundra that we can, or land that we can travel to and mm-hmm. pick berries and maybe hunt an animal we're not <laughs> We're not built for the modern age and we're definitely not built for what he's going through. The fact that we always believed that Chris Evans's Steve Rogers handled everything well, almost, I just bit my tongue, almost perfectly all the time is a miracle. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Right. Yeah. All right. So (laughs) I... The next thing I had was all about Zemo, okay. and uh, I I thought it made sense that Winter Soldier would go in alone. Little mm-hmm. did I know that that was a sneaky misdirect. Mm-hmm. Um, I also told Maddie, I watched it with my daughter, I was like, you know, Zemo's totally going to try to use the words, and I actually thought it was going to go further. I thought like... Uh, Bucky was gonna start like doing an evil stare like Winter Soldier, and then be like, "You thought that would work?" <laughs> uh, right, right. But uh, I like that Zemo knew it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. That makes him more threatening to me. Right. Because if we if we did my version, it would just be like, "Oh, Zemo's a joke." Right. <laughs> like, right. Right. From That's step true. one, he's fucking up. Mm-hmm. So they're better writers than me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh and then Zemo... I mean they're better dramatic writers, right? If you wanted to be funny then that that would be the path you could take. So yeah. <laughs> By the way, as just a curious exercise, you should look up uh Mauler, M A U L E R, Zack Snyder's Justice League on YouTube. It's 2 hours long. But remember when we were watching it, I was like, I predict that I'm going to like it. And then mm-hmm. someone else is going to outline a lot of flaws with it. And I'll mm-hmm. be like, makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't think we'll agree with everything he said, but it's a good video. You should check it out for I'll check it out. S- storytelling. I like getting other people's perspectives on what's right and wrong with storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, so I like they, that. I was just going to say, they get Zemo gets out of jail mighty fast in this episode. Like, they explain Dude. how he does it, but it's about a two-minute sequence. He's in jail, and then he's out of jail. They're just like, and it was just Winter Soldier explaining to Falcon, yeah, we're going to have to do this. <laughs> yeah, I literally wrote Defying Expectations again, Zemo out of prison, and I wondered if it was because of how short the show is. Mm-hmm. Six episodes. It's We've true. Zoom in. I, they, I would be happy with this being eight episodes, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, they could have expanded that into a ten minute or five to ten minute sequence, how he gets out and their involvement in it. But they elected to tell different parts of the story and just be like, this is what happened. Here's some cuts of what he did in jail. It's pretty crazy. He just kind of breezed through it like it was nothing, though. So they made that a little funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I got a couple notes before that. Um, Zemo didn't know about the new so- Super Soldier program. I don't know if that's true. 
mm-hmm. because he already knew that the Winter Soldier words wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, breaking Zemo out, and Sam already knew Bucky did something, and then and then I put Bucky already had a breakout plan. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I had to write down the lines. I really think I'm invaluable. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that again? Baron Zemo said he was invaluable and okay. said, <laughs> yeah, right. Shut up. Right, right, um, right. And then, okay, I'm just going to zoom through a few more things because we're almost to your note. Uh, Zemo already having the mask. Yeah. I was I was surprised. They get to Zemo's place pretty fast. It's like, was that one of Zemo's many warehouses or something? Because I guess he was rich and he has warehouses everywhere. Yeah, that's true. How how are you going to bring Sam to Zemo's warehouse and yeah. trust that Zemo will actually show up? Like, I I would still trust that your interests align on this super soldier thing, but... Trusting him a hundred percent, like not being drove. right outside the prison. I think they drove, they got Zemo, and then they went to Zemo's place. Okay, but still, like meeting up in that warehouse and just waiting for Zemo to show up, I would be outside the prison. Right, true that. <laughs> Zemo, Zemo might have taken a right turn and been like, "Okay, I'm gonna hunt down yeah. whoever has the serum without you guys." Bye. Yeah. Right. Bye. I'm a fucking baron. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> um, but it makes sense if he needed Winter Soldier to get him in later. Anyway, uh, Zemo being rich, it justified how he operated in Captain America 3 to me. But um, I don't know. I, I'll leave it to you. Like in Captain America Winter Soldier, Zemo was always alone. He mm. was going around. He went around for a year without making any new money, so who mm. knows how he did that. But he was military, and he had, uh, what was it, patience and experience. With those mm. two things, uh, nothing can get in a man's way or whatever. Uh, but now he's like on a jet with a swanky jacket, sipping champagne, saying if the food doesn't taste good, uh, serve it to the peasants, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, right, right. How, how do you feel well, about the difference in his character, or at least the new colors? I had filled him in more. Right. It's like they had to specify he was rich in this episode, right? I didn't have any impression he was rich from Captain America 3. Um, and so I accepted it. It it makes sense. Like, just because someone's rich, it doesn't mean it's going to be shown off at all times and, and whatever. He, yeah, I, I would need to rewatch Captain America 3 to really, like, make a 100% assertion. But all I can say is I didn't get the impression that he was rich from Captain America 3, so... Yeah, maybe I would have appreciated like him talking to the butler and the butler mentioning like it's good to have you back in the family. That's all. Maybe mm-hmm. like uh he had left and mm-hmm. now that he has lost everything and his only view is revenge, mm-hmm. maybe he goes back to the family that he knew was fucked up Mm -hmm. and that's how he reclaims his baron title 
I saw a lot of weird reviews around Captain America Civil War that were like, what? He's not a Baron anymore? You just call him Helmet Zemo now? And I'm like, I, I Googled for two seconds, and his name is Baron Helmet Zemo in the comics. Mm, right. I don't know the comics that well. I just right. saw that in so many reviews, and I'm like, Jeez. what? <laughs> like, yeah, how yeah. are you the one saying this? You're bringing up the criticism. You don't know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Um, And I think Zemo lifting Bucky's list off him will be important. The sleight of hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Later on. Just a prediction. All right, let's yeah. see. Uh, I'll zoom yeah. through the others. But, um, <laughs> Really quick, really quick. Yeah. The thing about... If it doesn't pass the sniff test, give it to them. Mm-hmm. It, it was a little bit more uh, mischievous than it came to you. Because if it doesn't pass the sniff test, it's rotten. And so it's just like, yeah, let their stomachs hurt later. <laughs> you know, <laughs> D- despite the fact that we're going to be on some missions, let them get diarrhea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Little, little revenge. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, I thought it was great, the conversation around the notebook. Mm-hmm. And Zemo was saying it captures the African American experience. I'm just like, dog, you are a pro manipulator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> pro. The this is like S tier manipulation. Mm-hmm. Even if he's like, fuck this guy, but he's also right. <laughs> uh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh you know, uh his whole speech about idols and when we forget about their flaws about steve and red skull and we put them up on these pedestals and Mm -hmm. i was just like dude that made too much sense like i've i've said that about elon musk and i have Mm -hmm. a tesla i Mm -hmm. love that company but anytime uh elon musk decides to respond to a criticism on twitter or ever give his opinion about COVID. I'm mm-hmm. just like, nope, 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 stop, 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 stop. Mm-hmm. Don't call some guy in Thailand a pedo guy. You've got no evidence. Stop mm-hmm. telling us that COVID, don't, don't give your opinion about COVID because you're wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he so, can give his opinion if he wants, but like the whole thing about idols and everything, like I've never I, been... I know he can give his opinion if he wants, but I feel like he has too big of an influence to not do enough research to therefore express that opinion to millions of people Mm -hmm. or billions. Tesla is very idolized. Mm -hmm. I, I do Uber. People get so excited coming in and I love it. People love that company. People will listen to him. Mm -hmm. And people will die if they listen to his bad advice about COVID. So that's my concern. Mm -hmm. He's he's allowed to, but I think he has influence on too many people to have come up short about such such an important topic. That's my thing. Just really quick, what did he say about COVID? I, I like, I didn't, I never paid atten- that much attention to anyone on Twitter. So, it's just bad takes. He's just. Is it like we need to open up and stuff like that, or? Sure, 
I, I see it. I've seen it. And I'm like, that's wrong. So I'm like, let it go one ear out the other. I don't, so like, I don't, I don't have them off the top of my head, but okay. I'm sure you can find it. You could well, go as on, far as... on uh, go on YouTube, look up Wisecracked and uh, Wisecrack Genius. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll summarize up beautifully, and you'll learn some cool stuff about history and uh, uh, I believe oh, philosophy and things like that. It's it's a great channel, Wisecrack. Maybe. It might be why are smart people so dumb? <laughs> and it, Elon Musk is one of the people they talk about, it, and it talks about how genius has uh, the definition or how we treat people we deem as geniuses differently. So here's the thing: if someone's really smart about something, I would trust that they make better decisions than the average person. You know what I mean? Um, but I'll like, trust him on anything electric car. But so far, when you see some of the stuff he said about COVID, then I'm like, "Oh, you were wrong." So I won't Mm -hmm. trust that. Yeah. So So what I'm what I've been trying to say was that this whole thing involving idols and everything, Mm -hmm. I don't. I have never like I idolize fictional characters, knowing that they're fictional, you know. And so then it's just like, oh, these character traits are freaking beautiful. They're wonderful, you know. I don't think I've idolized people like a person or a celebrity or anyone that shared my beliefs or whatever, or that happens to have the same opinion on me on some things. I've never like just idolized a person. The closest thing would be like a pro wrestler who's wrestling. also just a, a, a fictional character. Yeah. They're a fictional character, you know? So it's that's like, healthy. it's, I would say that's healthier than it, you need to expect normal people to have those flaws, like, and not idolize them. So that's very healthy. Yeah. If everyone had as healthy a view as you, the capital would not have gotten raided. <laughs> yeah, I could. So, but, so yeah, I, there, there's so a lot of statements. Speech, are, there's a lot of statements surrounding that capital thing that, like, I don't agree with. But that statement, I agree with. You're totally right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Zemo's speech. I. <laughs> Dude, he manipulated me. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. if he believes it. I actually, be- I believe he believes it. Mm-hmm. So, fuck. well, he, he manipulated he, me that I'm like, he's right. He hates superheroes because it ended up effing up his homeland of Sokovia, right? Um, like, uh, so well, that makes sense to me that he's just like anti superhero, right? Yes, I think that's the origin, but he reverse engineered it. The reason why Captain America or Iron Man or anyone, the reason why Iron Man was able to make Ultron Mm -hmm. to have the ego in order to go through with making Ultron and fuck Mm -hmm. up so spectacularly Mm -hmm. is because everyone idolized him. He had had an ego and it was boosted even more Mm -hmm. uh, just by people's idolization and stuff. So... That's yes, Sokovia is the origin, but I think he tried finding the root cause, mm. and he's not wrong. You know, if yeah. if people Tony it, it Stark ca- already had an ego in the first place, and it didn't, he didn't learn humility by becoming the savior to all mankind. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next note that you have. Uh, flag smasher lady's relative dying. I didn't know her name. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was that was a great humanization of the quote unquote villains. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not be surprised if the flag smashers were dealt with by the end of episode five, and the final villain was Zemo. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, uh, Madripoor, the skyline was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh right. My God, I watched it twice. That CGI skyline, I uh-huh. swear it's all CGI. It has to be. So that sci- water looks CG. Yeah, there was that game coming out, Cyberpunk. It looked mm-hmm. very cyberpunky. I'm not <laughs> sure. It, it really did. It looked good. It looked really good. Um, that whole line of uh, uh, Falcon wondering why he had to look like a pimp, and he's uh, Zemo is just like just because you're a black man in forward fashion doesn't mean you ha- you're a pimp. You look like a pimp, okay? Yeah. And like I, I was wondering like, is that what forward fashion is? Like gouty and like I don't know what that is. Like it looks like more stuff from cyberpunk, honestly. Hey, so. it's all your preference, <laughs> honestly. Like look at Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. Childish Gambino, his style, Mwah. chef's kiss. Is it average? Is it commonplace? I wouldn't say so. I mean, his style alternates, right? Sometimes he'll just be wearing like really basic shorts and a white V-neck T-shirt, and you yeah, know that's cool, but, that's but, fine. But that's not forward fashion, though. Forward I'm, I'm I'm saying when he's dressed to the nines, when he's okay. on a red carpet, you know, okay. he stands out. He, mm-hmm. he, I believe he has forward fashion. Okay. Um, all right. So the uh, what is it? I wrote a lot of stuff because it was going fast. Uh, The characters. Mm -hmm. One, I actually really liked... It's a small thing, but I actually really liked uh, uh, Sam saying, this guy does look like me. Mm Because it would have been such an easy joke for him to be like, you're saying all black people look the same? You know. Does that make sense? Is that just a stupid thing? Oh, me? What I thought? I mean, no. I mean, I, for me to appreciate it for that reason. Is that dumb? To appreciate it? To what? Did you think to, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek saying that all black people look the same or something? No. no for I appreciated <laughs> that they didn't go for the cheap joke of, oh, you think all black people look as, the same. And they went with, actually, he does look like me. I mean, if anyone actually made that joke, they're immediately, like, their brow level is immediately lower. You know what I mean? Like, like I, mean, I I wouldn't have thought that Marvel would ever make that joke, and they didn't, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you notice the Audi product placement? Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed the car. It was a nice car. <laughs> uh, and then actually right before that, a woman walked on grates in high heels and didn't get her high heels stuck in that. Uh-huh. Very impressive. I saw mm-hmm. the heel. It was like a close-up shot of the heel walking on it. I was like, girl, you are <laughs> killing it. Because <laughs> it was a thin heel. Mm-hmm. It could have totally slipped in. I was like, 
Yas Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice that part, but good for her that she I, her heel didn't fall on. Yeah, I think it was literally the shot before the Audi. The Audi. Since I'm mispronouncing it anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, what's your next note so I can catch um, up to you? I feel like the bartender knew something was up. <laughs> like, Oh, I thought that the, so many times. The, the way it was acted, it was like, I, I thought it was that the bartender knew something was up. It wasn't just like, oh, this guy isn't the Smiling Tiger or whatever, you know? Like, I thought he was just like, yep, this is Smiling Tiger, and I'm going to send him into the room where they shoot people. <laughs> like, that's what I thought was going to happen, you know? Like, so that's where right. I was at, yeah. Nice. All right, so I'll catch up to that. Um, did you see uh, Kong versus Godzilla? Godzilla versus Kong? I did not see it. It's all right. I okay. I summarized it being uh more breathtaking than any Marvel movie mm-hmm. but with a less satisfying story than any Marvel movie. Uh and it, it really made me think like Godzilla vs Kong or whatever it's called and uh Pacific Rim these big monster movies put mm-hmm. such effort into weather and like the tactile vis- visuals. Mm-hmm. And I was just watching it. And I was like, damn, like when have we had serious weather in the MCU? We mm-hmm. had some snow in the beginning of the first Avenger mm-hmm. when they're finding the shield. Um, you know, it, we just really haven't had big sequences where weather was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. I feel definitely not to the level of Godzilla vs Kong or Pacific Rim. So it was very light. It was nowhere near those levels, but there was a moment when they were coming in in the limo or the car or whatever, where it was raining. And I was like, Hey, weather. Uh, right. <laughs> um, you have a much better eye for that than I do. So <laughs> it was literally on my mind. That movie came out on Wednesday. So, gotcha. you know, gotcha, gotcha. uh, and then <laughs> smiling tiger's snake drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. Of course we had to get the person who literally says, "Okay, I know I'm the most naive one. You don't uh-huh. have to show off later to be mm-hmm. the one to get the disgusting drink." I loved it. Chef's kiss. <laughs> uh-huh. I Men- I go on. Sorry. I was just going to say the mention of the power broker every time. Thank God I know that the power broker is somebody because you mm-hmm. won't understand that if you haven't seen WandaVision yet. But they they say uh, they mention an aerospace engineer a few times. Didn't mean anything. They added mm-hmm. that as like ADR to help connect a few dots. Okay. And everyone was like, who's the aerospace engineer? Is it Mr. Fantastic? Who mm-hmm. is it? Who is it? And they were like, oh, no, no, no. We did not mean for that to be a, it's nobody. Uh-huh. It's nobody. So I'm I'm so satisfied knowing that we will get a power broker. Gotcha. But what were you going to say? Just that Anthony Mackie's a good actor, but Sam mm-hmm. is not. And Anthony Mackie <laughs> had to act as Sam, not knowing how to act very well. And that was Dude, funny. <laughs> can you imagine? It's so hard to be a good actor anyway and then to be a good actor who can 
act like they're a bad actor, mm. oh my, they're they're basically god to me. I'm like, <laughs> how? Mm. I can actually, I never mind. Dude, I and play then... dumb all the time in my Ubers. <laughs> <laughs> I've said when people have complimented that Hamilton is playing on the radio, I've said over two hundred times, "What's Hamilton?" and got them to believe me. So <laughs> maybe funny. I could be a Marvel act. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, my I'd next... last a week before I melted from the pressure. You'd be an extra. You could be an extra. Um. <laughs> yeah. After four weeks, it stressed me out so much. I was like, fuck Kevin Feige. <laughs> <laughs> Just ruin everything. So my next note was like, he get they get figured out because Sam's cell phone rings. And I was like, cell phone? Really? That's how you guys are going to get so found out like he doesn't silence it he doesn't know to silence it are you shitting me are you kidding me like come on Love that it. is that is the worst he sam cannot be that stupid he might be a bad actor but he cannot like come on <laughs> like ugh. that's actually one thing i i didn't question but that's a good point on on the note <laughs> of cell phones though dude when winter soldier was fighting in the bar before that mm. did you notice the person recording them yeah. Oh, He's yeah, going to lose his pardon. True. He's going to lose his pardon. If they got Sam in the shot uh-huh. and Zemo in the shot, they're fucked. They're all uh, fucked. Unless, yeah, you're probably right. They, like they made a conscious decision to turn on the flash on someone's phone and point it at the fight. Mm-hmm. That's not an accident. There's no, there's no extra who's like, you know, it'll help this project. I'll just put my phone up, phone's flash on and pray. Right, at right, them. right. Of course, dude. Yeah. I that's that scared me more than anything in this show. I was mm-hmm. like, "Fuck." Yeah, that's um probably you're again. You know, that's a good eye for uh, from you because, like, I, it didn't register with me. It should have registered with me that yo that can come back to haunt them really, really bad later. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So did you have to Google if Madripoor was a real place or no? Because I did. I had to Google if Madripoor was a real place. It's not a real place. It's a fictional it's not? place. No, it's not. Okay. So <laughs> I believed it was. Yeah, right? <laughs> I just believed it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I believe Germany's a place, and all I've done there was get born. <laughs> I just had never heard of Madripoor before, so I was like, "Wait, mm-hmm. is that real?" So I just had it's, to look it up. Yeah. Do now I understand the CG skyline. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, does it come from comics? Madripoor. I don't. I didn't read that far in. If it was okay. comics or just MCU, so. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Uh, the second they killed Selby, I wrote, they're going to John Wick them. Mm-hmm. And they did. Mm-hmm. But sorry, we actually skipped over the uh, phone call, Sam. Yeah. Got, yeah. Which I loved. Like, he was so he was so close to get it. I loved it because he could have played it off. He got he close. Was so, yeah. Yeah. That was fantastic because he was doing bad acting, but no one was shooting him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, he's close. 
he was so he could have just been like, yeah, I'll, I'm going to rob them later, bitch. And then hang up uh-huh. and like furiously turn his phone off. It so he could be like, I'm so sorry, but you You're were going right. to get me killed. You're <laughs> you know? right. That could have worked. You're absolutely. And then his uh, sister mentions Cheerios. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Which like the Cheerio, if, if she hadn't said Sam, I would have loved to see uh, what's his name. What's his character name? That he's pretending to be the smiling tiger. Guy. Smiling tiger. He'd be like, "What bitches love Cheerios?" <laughs> or like, <laughs> you know, they're not gonna say "bitch" in a Marvel movie. He could be like, "What you don't like Cheerios?" <laughs> 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 you know, he could have still played it off as far as that went, but uh, mm-hmm. beautiful. Okay, what's your next note so I can catch up with you again? My next. Note was does Winter Soldier like clubbing? That was my next note. <laughs> Actually, I had a note around there which uh was Zemo's dancing was the best mm. in that. I actually a little bit of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me uh pick up. Well, the, when, uh, I, I was just going to mention that Winter Soldier is walking through the club. Winter Soldier's like checking it out, and he goes from Mr. Solemn. The world has mistreated me for like a majority of my life to going like, yeah, these people are clubbing. And he shakes his head like, this is dope. And it's just like, all right, I guess he he likes to go clubbing occasionally. I wouldn't have figured him to be the guy, but I, I yeah. I think sure. that breaks his character. You're right. Exactly. He's supposed to be. But all, all he did was nod to the clubbing. Oh. It doesn't, it's not necessarily a character <laughs> break. He was just like, this is what people do. They are enjoying themselves. Look at that. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so one of the most powerful lines from this show mm-hmm. was Sharon Carter telling Sam was, is, big difference. Do you remember mm-hmm. when she said what what she was talking about? She is. They were talking about how her getting his flight suit and the Captain America shield mm-hmm. sent her on the run. She's like, I was on the run too. And then she just dropped the gauntlet of being like, I'm still on the run. Mm-hmm. You're good. Right. Big difference. Right. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, she's still on the run for sure. Um. All right. Uh, I I really liked Sharon Carter before this, you know, mm-hmm. except for that uh, sexless kiss she gave Cap and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Like, I think me and you could give a more passionate kiss and we don't want to kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember the kiss in Winter Soldier? I don't, honestly. So... Makes sense because right. it was literally like tacked on. It was just like she gave him the suit and everything and the mm-hmm. the shield, and then like he leaned on, and, and then that was it. It mm-hmm. was the only reason that was satisfying in the movie was because Sam and Bucky were looking at him with a with smiles. They were like, "Yeah," and he was like. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but uh, what happens right before that will be referenced later in the episode. So uh, my point was Sharon is a 
more interesting character now. Mm-hmm. You know, she seems looser. She she's been doing this underworld shit for mm-hmm. so long. She has actual Picassos or Monets or whatever mm-hmm. in her her club. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa. Right. She and like she's no longer she was military. She even did um FBI for a while, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, after uh, the Winter Soldier, and now she's just like, "Fuck military! You're you're really gonna still uh, believe all the hokey red, white, and blue shit?" I'm like, "Oh damn, mm-hmm. shit, shit's changed." Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, so like she, I get that, and I get her character. I thought. She's definitely an interesting character, and I'm following her more. I more just, you know, like, it's not like I discredited her. I mean, I just thought she was a good character. Like, Yeah, she, she was solid. She served mm-hmm. her function. She mm-hmm. was really good in Winter Soldier, especially when, like, Hydra was about to take over, and she, she stepped up, along with the guy who played... Uh, Young Austin Powers and Dr. Evil. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this with you, did I? He was the guy in Winter Soldier where uh, Frank Grillo, uh, the crossbones, mm-hmm. was pointing his gun at the guy and he's like, launch the ships. And he's like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> or no, he did, he wasn't pointing his gun at him, but he was like, launch the ships. And he's this like, weenie little guy next to fucking Frank Grillo. Like, look at that guy. That guy is muscles. Oh, mm-hmm. there's no bones in that man's body. It's all mm-hmm. muscle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and he's just, uh, he just goes, I'm not going to do that. Captain's orders. And it's just like him and her, Sharon Carter, like they, they stood up. They stopped it. They did everything. So I, I always admired them. Mm-hmm. But like now she's just like fuck it. I'm I'm a boss criminal. And well, it's, like, it's cuz she's on the run, right? It's cuz she's, you know, not pardoned and like that's why she's like fuck it. <laughs> she's like, well, yeah. I, I have to, I have to do something. Well, here totally. I am. Yeah. But she's like a thriving criminal ma- boss, mastermind, mm. you know? She could have totally been living like Bruce Wayne did in Batman Begins and like getting by. As mm-hmm. like a low life criminal, but no, she's like, nah, I'm so good at this. I have a fucking Picasso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, right, right. What? <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm he- I'm here for it. Um, sure. Okay, my next note was Zemo dancing was hilarious. So, mm-hmm. what's your next note? Um, I'm I seriously like so. You know, the subtitles help. They go, they went over so many details and went straight for looking for Nagel. Okay. They went like, they, I missed that. Like, I, and I was just like, I'm not rewinding again because I've rewound so many times. Like, they go straight to looking for Nagel and it was something in the dialogue was mentioned really fast. And I was just like, okay, they're looking for a guy named Nagel now. All right. And I, I'm sure it came from their conversation with Sharon. And they're, no, okay. So, yeah, it's just like all of a sudden they were looking for Nagel and I felt like an old person and I feel bad. 
No worries. It was Selby. <laughs> Selby told them. Gotcha. Okay. When when he offered up Winter Soldier, and I uh, had subtitles on the whole time too, so it helped. And honestly, halfway th- it wasn't until halfway through you were saying that you couldn't remember that I even remembered because I was like, where did that come from? Shit. Right. But, yeah. So yeah, she said she she gave them the next name, but for any more help, she would need to be cut in and then you know sam's phone call and then i think sharon killing selby Mm -hmm. is that what we're led to believe or maybe the power broker who knows i don't know Mm -hmm. it was sharon right you think sharon killed selby right because she saved them when they were getting john wicked and hunted no 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 that's not so they killed selby and then a bunch the bounty went out on them and then they were running and then that's where Sharon Carter came in. So it was one of those three that killed Selby or Selby started initiated because she realized that Sam wasn't uh smiling tiger. Smiling tiger wasn't real. And so she initiated a fight and then they killed everyone in there. I think Selby was killed first by a sniper. I think. I think it was one of the three. All right. Just so one of us doesn't get yelled at later. I'm mm-hmm. going on Disney Plus real quick. Boop, boop, boop. Say, all right, say your next note while uh, I'm doing this so I can edit less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So um, looking for an angle happened really fast. At, at, sometime in the fight... Um, after Nagel gets killed and when they're fighting with people, someone gets a gun fired off right next to their ear and mm-hmm. they don't react to it. It's like, yo, that would deafen someone. Like, they would be what? deaf after that. <laughs> like, Are you talking about when Winter Soldier shot a gun next to Nagel's ear? No. Uh, I think it was after Nagel died. Um, it was just at some point in that, that big gun sequence, someone fires a gun next to one of their ears and I'm just like, they should have reacted like, ow, my effing ear. And they should be deaf out of that ear right now. At least that ear. Nice. And like, yeah, I, I it was, that's that's actually more of a criticism. That's like my first criticism of this episode. I was like, that's not realistic. That took me out of it. Alright, can you see this? Yeah. There's a shot of a shot coming through the window and then hmm. she dies. Gotcha. Did you see that? Or? Mm-hmm. I did see that. Now I see what you're talking about. um so i think that's supposed to be sharon i don't know i'll get yelled at for that (laughs) for not knowing right right but um okay so let me catch up with you then uh but yeah that is a good note i didn't i didn't catch that but they should have at least put that into the interrogation scene Mm because they made uh that guy jump but yeah he didn't go ah right here right all right so they i think they turn their backs to zemo way too often did you notice that yeah going through all the shipping containers yeah it's like put one guy in front one guy in back or always zemo first i think well i wouldn't trust zemo first i think they might have been intoxicated by zemo like he's our friend now he's fine (laughs) (laughs) he's so he he understands the african-american experience It's like, did you see him dancing? He's clearly a good guy. (laughs) To to be clear, uh, Anthony Mackie said that this is the first Marvel production where he felt like they had a budget 
where they were like, we need to get these shots or we're not mm. gonna. So, gotcha. you know, maybe if they were just like, yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, you two lead and then Zemo going back and it's fine. It's like, mm. I'm sure they were Russian. Maybe. Yes, I just spelled it R-U-S-S-I-A-N as a homonym joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. we hit it. I just killed Richard inside just a little bit. I didn't think that would be the one. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay, when Sharon said, or when they told Sharon that the uh, shipping container was completely empty i said out loud then don't walk in (laughs) or at least just send one person right right you know maybe zemo Mm -hmm. just be like no we'll be out here we'll look out and you yeah you go in there Mm. have fun (laughs) but all three of them are in there winter soldier is at the door he's standing at the door but you get mm. one super ho- powered freak to go smash that door close and lock it. Boom, we got a we got a problem, boys. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, and you're you're right about that. They just kind of walk in, and I'm just like they're lingering on this shot for too long, and I was like, oh, okay, so there's a secret thing. That's why. Okay, I get it. All <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, um, my daughter may or may not have said that Sharon Carter is really good at kicking ass. Mm-hmm. May or may not have. That's cool. If you want to believe that she used better language, <laughs> uh, yes, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sharon Carter is like playing Counter-Strike in this game. That's a PC game. I know you don't. And she's just like walking around, boom, headshot, boom, head, I'm, I'm going to jump over yeah. this, boom, you're, you're done. <laughs> like Grab your knife arm, push you to the ground, and then take your knife and throw it at somebody else, and then they take it out of their arm and boom, body slam them. Right. That was some Neo Matrix uh. shit. Some Counter-Strike and Neo Matrix shit. It was a cross of it, and it was just <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was so much fun. And they cut to her so many times. Like, man, she just... Who had a field day. Mm-hmm. If I were her, I'd be like, so what'd you boys do? Stand around? Nothing? Cool. <laughs> Must have been nice. You were interrogating <laughs> someone? That's nice. You're just yeah. asking questions. Oh, I hope they yeah, were good questions. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Sebastian. Uh, uh, what? Daniel. Uh, why Anthony. am I just... Pa- Anthony? Uh, what were you doing today? Oh, sounds cute. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I loved how much she got that. Also, I don't believe she's out of the show yet. Do you? No, I don't think she's out of the show yet. Because she had a random other woman she's talking to saying, we've got a problem now. I'm like, her exit made sense saying like, I can't go to the US and I'm not risking it if my pardon hasn't been given. And I was like, that makes sense. And then she's like, we got a problem. I was like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. There was a great video essay by Nando V Movies theorizing. Theorizing that that, uh, Sharon Carter helped Zemo Mm -hmm. because 
when uh, T'Challa is talking to Black Widow, he says, you know who, uh, where the Winter Soldier is? And sh- uh, Black Widow says, I know someone who does. And then they cut to Sharon giving them the shields and stuff. So mm-hmm. normally that's like, you know a mole. You right. know someone who will give you that information so that you can use it. And then they cut to Sharon. Later, it was kind of like implied that she knew that Sharon might know. And then they tracked her. But there was nothing in the movie to show that there was like a tracker on the car. You know, mm-hmm. if there was a little shot where it went under the bumper and you saw like a blinking red light on something at the end of that scene, that's like, oh, fuck. They tracked him, mm-hmm. but there's the, there's been a long held theory that Sharon was helping Zemo by giving Cap and everyone their their uh, tools and suits and stuff to help sew in fighting. Mm-hmm. So who knows? And she's really great at being a criminal. So mm, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Yeah. All right, let me uh, let me catch up to that. Oh, as soon as Zemo found that gun, I was like, he's gonna shoot the scientist. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Right. Yeah. For and I guess it was just because the scientist made the serums, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's just like, screw this. I, yeah, that was a pretty hasty decision by him. Oh, but. I I get it. No, as soon as they got the information they needed, he killed him because his ultimate goal is no more super soldiers. So mm-hmm. totally made sense uh, that he'd do it. I was like, oh, no doubt. he fuck. They fucked up by taking their eyes off him for one second. Although we could argue that he did make the world a better place by giving less people superpowers or making it less available to people like the power broker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I literally wrote fucking bazooka man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, I don't. After he shot the scientist, they ended the whole sequence by a fucking guy with a bazooka shooting the crates. Yeah, okay. That's what blew up the whole <laughs> uh, lab. That's what, you know, just ended the scene in there and it- started the whole big firefight. Right, okay. And it, like, set off the barrels inside the shipping container lab, right? Yeah, so, it, yeah. it opened up one of those, uh, I don't know, probably, like, CO2 or oxygen tanks to do another mm-hmm. explosion. Mm-hmm. But uh, for a while, I was like, why would Zemo want to save them? But then I was like okay, he's going to keep using them to find more super soldiers. Maybe maybe even try to kill Winter Soldier at the end of the day. Could be. Um, Oh, did you notice that the last person I think that Sharon was fighting, or Zemo, was a disposable, uh, one of the disposable baddies? Mm -hmm. I think the last one was a woman. Okay. Did you notice that? Mm-mm. oh yeah no 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 i actually i did notice that yeah. yeah i think she got stabbed and pinned to a wall or something right yep. yeah mm-hmm. it was refreshing 
I like honestly, I'm like, dude, why is it all I've actually thought this, like, why is it always men, you know, who mm-hmm. have to be in those roles? And it's only a woman when it's like a special character. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like I guess, yeah, are- no. I I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think I try to not mind it at all whenever I see see that because it's like supposed to be equal or whatever. Like that's pretty much where that's what I'm saying. It's supposed to be, but Mm. for some reason, it's always men. I don't know. Uh, Are I mean, I think men. I mean, I guess seeing some women in the role would make sense in that type of role. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I've heard I, of people crying when they saw the first Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. when they saw an army of badass women, because they had never seen that on screen. They'd never mm-hmm. seen female soldiers en masse fighting. Sure. And they didn't know they needed that. Uh-huh. Because they're so used to it always being men in the war scenes or the group fight scenes or things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I they didn't focus on it too much. I just right. caught it and I was like, "Nice, a, mm-hmm. a female stunt person who I've never seen before in my life." Mm-hmm. You know, not a Zoe Bell or a, a Money. Pe- no, not Money Penny. Whoever the stunt woman is who does all of uh, Scarlett Johansson's stunts. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget her name. Um, it's something with money in it. Uh, you know, not some star stunt woman. Just mm-hmm. a stunt woman who did a good job. And we don't even focus on it. We're not patting ourselves on the back and be like, mm-hmm. look, guys, it's a woman. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's done. And it's it just felt nice. Yeah. It's like good for her. I'm not sure if, I, I have, I'm not a woman, so I don't know exactly how, someone in that position would want to think or whatever, or what they would want. It's not like they should want like woman in, I mean, like, I don't know. That's a villainous woman. She was going to try to kill them. Right. I don't know if it would necessarily make them feel better that that's a woman, but that's just me. I don't really know. So I, I see it like this. You watch the first Deadpool and Mm -hmm. like the only villainous, female is gina carano in that movie Mm -hmm. and all the stunt people are men and i bet there's a good number of women who would really be good at stunt work but they just don't get hired sure they i'm thinking more of the villain whoever whoever is in the industry who's in Mm -hmm. charge of it is just like yeah let's get a bunch of stuntmen Mm -hmm. and the stuntmen have more experience because they get more work as stuntmen. So I I would love it to see more disposable henchmen be women. Okay. Because <laughs> it's like, cool. That's one woman who got a job that wasn't getting a job 10 years ago or whatnot. You know what I mean? I guess, yeah. Um, when you When you just always assume that the disposable henchmen will be men... And I literally said disposable henchmen. <laughs> mm. You know, oops. Um, pe- people just won't be hired, won't get... It, it, it. Actually, it's like when you assume that Captain America is the square-jawed, 
strong, tall, white dude, there are going to be people like Falcon who would be a perfect pick who just won't even be considered. So, see how I tie that back to the story? <laughs> I guess, yeah. I'm I'm going to pat myself on the back for that. No. Um, that was just my point. I was just like, I was so not used to it that it made me really happy to see. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, what was your next note? I'm trying to just catch up to it. Right. So most of my notes so far have been like me being into the story and enjoying it and stuff. This this next one's a little bit more of a criticism. It's like their bickering comes up in the middle of their firefight, and I just kind of rolled my eyes. Like I, that's like some of the Marvel humor that I don't care for. That's like a good definition of it because it just takes me out of it. And I was like, look at this lame ass shtick, you know. Like, I don't really, it it annoyed me more than I enjoyed it personally. It is my taste, my pretentious, uh, wanting it to, wanting it to be more realistic taste. And like, it, it took me out of it and for me, so. Look, fair enough. All I'll say is that from the get, they've spoken openly that their goal was to make this a buddy cop film, like a lethal weapon where like that banter feels natural in the lethal weapon. Is that fair to say? I guess it's like, you can't have it both ways though. You know, like in lethal weapon, they do it constantly and that's a norm. And this you're you're going to have about 80% of the scenes or maybe 75 or, or 70 or 65% of the scenes being like serious. And then all of a sudden they just throw that in there because everyone likes it that like the humor that you could see coming it was like something about taking cover and some shit or something i don't remember exactly i was why didn't you go my way like right or left or whatever yeah exactly and yeah um yeah okay because i like the one banter that i'm remembering that i think is most ridiculous in the lethal weapon movies is the question of one two three go or one, two, three, and they have that conversation underwater while one of them is pinned under a rock mm-hmm. and they need to push the ro- It's like, dude, you both are running out of oxygen. Just fucking push. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny. And like the first lethal weapon, I mean, they dealt with Mel Gibson's, is it Briggs? Is that his name? No, never mind. Mel Gibson's character's suicidal tendency Mm -hmm. like i don't know maybe it's maybe it's shane black's magic magic touch shane black's director of this no he wrote lethal weapon one okay gotcha okay and yeah but like the magic that magic sauce of like going from literal suicide contemplation and acting without care for your own safety like they did with Mel Gibson's character but right. then also being able to deal they have all that lethal weapon humor you know what i mean sure kind of yeah so maybe that's the special sauce that made it land cuz you are right no, they my- do it they feel it feels like they do it a lot more but they did have serious moments so in it, the lethal weapon films right they have serious moments but a vast majority it's of it is comedy, that kind of comedy and that kind of recklessness. You think it's badass. It, and Captain and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, 
it's like they try to have it both ways when I feel like you prefer heavy comedy with some sprinkling of drama over mostly drama and then random spurts of intense comedy. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, that's one of the differences, but that's not the whole reason I don't like it. You know, if they do it like they did in that little moment in, uh, in Falcon and winter soldier, I'm just like, that was lame as shit because there was something else going on there. Yeah. You know, like just, I could feel the moment coming it didn't happen yet. And I, I see them start to annoy each other a little bit. And then they bring up some stupid shit. And, and I'm just like, mm, you guys were doing something else. And the whole thing has been, it's it's like, art is, it's, it's not cohesive. That's just my opinion. So Fair enough. I get, I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't mind it, but I don't mind that you minded it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um right after that if you try that shit again wouldn't dream of it i had to write that down (laughs) because that was comedy did you enjoy that comedy yeah okay that made Uh, more that made more sense it was something baron zemo would say like don't mind me i'm just mr innocent guy that just started a whole gunfight and shot someone i'm invaluable i just killed our next lead after getting a little bit of information from him Mm -hmm. exactly um Um, my next thing which comes immediately after that he promises sharon a whole last pardon like it's already done like oh yeah i'll get you he kind of like treats it like i'm gonna get you that pardon and it's just like just just pump the brakes a little bit. Like, try to get the pardon, you know? Don't promise her a pardon right now. That's not wise, you know? Like, You actually reminded me of their conversation. I didn't write this down when they first were talking about the pardon. Like, mm-hmm. he offers it, and then she points out that he's using her freedom, like, dangling it to get shit mm-hmm. out of her. to get To, like, manipulate her help. And I was like, ooh, I got to rewatch that. I got to hear what she said because that was a beautiful line. Like, Mm. you're really just dangling my freedom to make me help you. Wow. Mm -hmm. What a savior. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember. Like, I don't remember. It's going to be a pain for him to deliver on that when he got recorded with Winter Soldier and Zemo. Right. Yeah, I don't remember how they said it. Like, if she said that, like, in more of a joking manner, you know what I mean? But she did she, not. She did not. She was like, wow, you're dangling it in front. Hmm. Okay. Basically. I'll I could look it up it. again, but yeah. let's just keep going. Sure. Um. So did you recognize the callback to Captain America Winter Soldier? Uh, wh- Which one are you speaking about? Uh, the only, like, callback like specific joke and not a reference uh that i'm that i caught was when sam is in the back of the car and he says you're not gonna move the seat up are you no right of course yeah i I noticed that of course (laughs) yeah i knew that that yeah that was that was funny but i mean you remember from civil war when they did that yes okay because that was that's one of my favorite lines. Mm. Uh, 
between them. And I love yeah. that it came back. Mm-hmm. Yo. <laughs> do you know what my next note is? What's that? X-Men logo on the gate. Oh, really? Cool. Did you catch that? <laughs> I, I did you not catch that. that. No, no, I didn't catch that. Oh, yeah. Were the two flag smashes where they were talking about like they could have been teachers and shit? Mm-hmm. There's okay. like a red X with a circle and like yellow or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe red and blue. It looks like an X-Men logo, including the colors. It's what you're saying. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Okay. I'm That's interesting. Let, I, I just got excited. I'm going to see exactly the colors so no one gets mad at me. But yeah, they showed that multiple times. I was like, oh, damn, dude. All right, let's see. I'm just making some noise, so I might be able to edit it a little less. Ah! Get away the sound. I don't want any more sound. Oh, there we go. Red X with blue. uh, Oh, it doesn't. It's not making me. Can you see that? Not really. Uh, It's on the gate, you say? It's It's right there. Okay, I see it. I'll, I'll check it out. Yo, that might just be a stop sign. I'll have to let me look at it on my phone. Hang on. There's some it's, blue in there. It's at 38 minutes and 50 seconds. It's an X on the gate that opens and closes at the supply depot. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if it could mean something else, you know, in real life, mm-hmm. but it looks like a an x-men logo type of thing and i was like "Ooh!" now that i'm thinking about it i was like that's either a, it means nothing or uh-huh. that's just a clever fuck with the audience <laughs> like Maybe. i think there's gonna be an x-man huh mm-hmm. nope it's just food and water and an explosion or just like a signal for a vehicle to stop like please don't run through this gate <laughs> like don't do it <laughs> Yeah, it's, it might be. Depends on what a Lithuanian stop sign would be. Oh, wait. Do you remember Lithuania, right? Was that the... What was the country that they almost got into with Batrock? Um, Is it Latvia? No, 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 no. Not Lithuanian. I know what you're talking about now. Um, hang on. Let me see if I still have my notes from that episode. Okay, so a stop sign in Lithuania looks like Stock? Like Stoke, S T O K, that's mm. that's what I googled. I mean, I if you see a sign with an X on it, you're gonna. I think you would stop. That's what I. Mean. I just think X Men. <laughs> you would anyway. You actually would. A, I mean, um, literally every f- other fucking article is seventeen ways they could introduce X Men in the next MCU show. So, <laughs> yeah. can you blame me? My, At my least next I note. saw an X. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was just going to move on to my next note. Um, the dynamics of what happens with the serum, because the scientist making it gets killed off, Nagel, mm-hmm. or, yeah, Nagel is his name, uh, suddenly that makes the Flag Smashers, that makes the, the power broker need to keep the Flag Smashers alive, you know? Because mm-hmm. he needs to get those serums back, and that's like... That's actually how it would happen in the real world. Like that is like a smart way for them to to drive that that story point, that plot point, and that whole yeah. dynamic. So, yeah, yeah. They even mentioned that explicitly, and I really like that. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was after they blew up the place, right? I don't remember. 
Okay, then I'll just say my next note, which is uh, New Cap knows they broke Zemo out. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about their conversation to the destroy the shield? Well, they want to steal it, right? Like, it, it, that was a weird conversation. That was between Sam and Bucky, right? Cause... Yeah, like, I mean, Bucky mentioned stealing the shield earlier, but Sam mentioned destroying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, great writing, in my opinion, but... Why not? Why not? So maybe if they're trying to eliminate the shield as an actual weapon for a super for someone to use because it's an you know uh, vibranium thing that could be used destructively you know like maybe I can get that they're but they're talking about destroying the symbol and everything like you know yeah. they can they can do things other than destroying it one I don't do, do you know how to destroy a vibranium shield I don't know how to destroy that maybe heat it up and fucking melt it down I don't know but like just I mean, like out of nowhere destroyed it. Gotcha. I forgot that. Um, so, like, they... Sorry, sorry. Can you stop clicking the... Uh... <laughs> I could ju- I could hear it, so I was like, it's going to be in the edit. No worries. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Um, and so, like, you know, I don't... They're in the middle of a mission, and they're just going to, like, oh, hey, we should destroy the shield for what it stands for. Or not what it stands for, but, like kind of that like they got into this really metaphorical abstract uh conversation space and i was just i wasn't buying it personally okay it came it it felt to me like a continuation of zemo's conversation or uh statement about when we forget people's flaws we idolize them too much and that can end up being manipulated Mm -hmm. and twisted Mm -hmm. so i i was okay with it because I thought it was an extension of that, a continuation of that. I was like, that's interesting. Instead of Sam being the next cap, they just eliminate the need for a cap, and then you can't have the wrong person in that place of power or make it just a political toy. Like like the... Uh, right. Like the GRC infomercials. Mm-hmm. You, you can't feed people bullshit if you don't have the shield to manipulate them with. Mm-hmm. That I understand a little bit more, okay, when you put it that way. Um, yeah, I think they were having that conversation when they were still on the ground, right? Like, they were kind of standing around waiting for the next thing to happen, and then they had this kind of semi-profound conversation it didn't happen on the plane i don't think right um i don't i don't remember i think it happened on the plane because my only other notes were flag smashers stealing supplies killed the soldiers they stole from and then winter soldier picking up the balls Mm -hmm. that i thought zemo dropped Mm -hmm. and would be smart if zemo dropped them because i thought maybe you know he had extra help following him but right. it turned out to be the Wakandan Dorsh Milaje that mm-hmm. maybe dropped it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that was on. I think that was on the plane. Mm-hmm. But th- uh, there's no possible way for me to confirm that, so I just can't. Without no listening to the audio right now, possible at this way they're definitely yeah they're on the plane. 
I confirmed. I was just making a joke. It might have been you heard them talking about you heard that line in that scene. Um, I just looked through it. They we went from the new cap knowing that they were the ones who stole the shield to uh, talking about the history of how many people like Isaiah. Uh, whose name was Isaiah, right? Not the other super soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said how many people have to get steamrolled to make way for this hunk of metal. Mm-hmm. So all the people that were tested on to make Steve the super soldier that he was, mm-hmm. like Isaiah, right. and saying maybe we just need to destroy it. Maybe it's not worth it. Like this history of abuse to test subjects and guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, is it really worth it mm-hmm. to make this symbol? And then Bucky came back with, this has done so much good and helped so much people. And then they kind of left it at a good, good points on both sides. So mm-hmm. I think it would be really brave if at the end of the show, they just melted it or gave it back to Wakanda. They could literally just be like, here, mm-hmm. take your vibranium back use it mm-hmm. for Shuri's yeah. Black Panther suit. The thing is, yeah, like I get the the themes that they're trying to poke at there, right? And I had a more negative interpretation of it at the time. Like, you know, all the old school values were shit and we should just melt it down. That's kind of that's not how they presented that, but that's a little bit of what I heard. You know what I mean? Dude, people are going to so, be so pissed if they do destroy the shield. <laughs> Doesn't matter if right. it's the greatest story ever told. People are going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they do present it as more of like a debate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, But like, honestly, like you, you heard my input on it earlier. Like, say they see it as a weapon that could fall into the wrong hands. I could see it like physically, you know, and like. I could see them destroying the shield. So Yeah, I I mean the way Ultron put it is they made a frisbee. So mm-hmm. I'm not really worried about the shield as a tool of destruction. Mm-hmm. Like actual physical destruction, I don't think anyone is. It's a good tool, mm-hmm. but it's not better than a bazooka. You mm-hmm. know, it just but in terms of the the belief in it the symbol the way that can manipulate masses mm-hmm. or be used by someone undeserving like maybe this new cap definitely that fucking senator who took it out of the smithsonian mm-hmm. that's the wrong person i don't trust that guy right that's true so that i took it as ideological i i don't if they if they made an argument in this show that like wow, this is a tool of destruction and we must destroy it from being in the wrong hands, I'd be like, this isn't the fucking Chimera virus from Mission Impossible 2. I understand what... Yeah. <laughs> what I, I was trying to be a little bit more open-ended when I said it could be used, it could fall into the wrong hands, you know, such mm-hmm. as the senator that took it out of the Smithsonian that ah, you were talking gotcha, about. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like, so, like... I mean, I... Just personally, it wouldn't offend me if they, like, destroyed the shield, okay? Like, 
even though it could still be put to better use like you said like mm -hmm. giving it back to wakanda you know like that'd be cool or like it it kind of belongs in a, in a museum right it should i, I wish it would have stayed there <laughs> like and only someone worthy should be able to wield it you know yeah so like yeah i hmm i'm i'm curious if like it would be smart to change the name if Sam took it up from Captain America to something else. Dude, if they called him Black Captain America, I wouldn't even care. I don't know if they want that name. I don't think Sam wants that name. But if I don't they want that name. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> or if they just called him Captain America, that's I'd be okay with that personally. Like I didn't mind. Like because Steve uh Ro Steve Rogers died. Right. Like it, like that's going to happen to people. So someone yeah. needs to pick up the mantle. And if, if at the end of the show, we feel like Sam is worthy, I don't mind him being the next captain. Oh dude, I was with Sam being Captain America from the get, but I, mm -hmm. I mean, what if they drop America from it? What if they made it something else? Not like, I feel like Captain Freedom would be a little too cheesy Mm -hmm. You know, but Cap and Captain Falcon might sound weird, but like the captain or something, you know, mm -hmm. changed up a bit, made it a symbol, mm -hmm. but for all people, not so Sam Captain United, <laughs> Sam, Sam himself would have to be believe himself to be worthy to wield the shield I, well yes. no captain america said that he he was worthy right and so it would make sense for sam wilson to try and and like do that you know and then test his own metal and try to reach that whatever character uh whatever great character that steve rogers had for sam wilson to try to emulate it or whatever you know because yeah. or but like i i believe sam will accept the responsibility by the end of the show. Mm. But what I'm trying to say is vo separate of Chris Evans, Steve Rogers, maybe the connection of the shield to America as a superpower is not healthy, especially how they've been misusing it and sure. not respecting captain america's wishes mm -hmm. maybe sam could be called the captain you know and just be a symbol make it a symbol for everyone mm -hmm. like honestly how many times did captain america agree with the american government like even in the audio commentary for the first avenger they said the writers said they liked that every time captain america uh succeeded he was disobeying orders when he got the flag uh that everyone was trying to climb the pole to get like he goes and takes a pin and just makes takes a pin out and makes the whole pole fall down and he grabs the flag that was right after a drill sergeant said rogers uh get in line or like told him to stop basically then later they were like, no, uh, Tommy Lee Jones said, we cannot do a rescue mission. We need to win the war. That's our rescue mission. And 
Steve just goes off with uh, Tony Stark's father and Peggy in a plane to go behind enemy lines against orders and mm-hmm. save everybody. Uh, in Winter Soldier, the government was saying, we're launching these helicarriers. That's it. And he went against the government's orders to take down the helicarriers because he knew they were being controlled by Hydra. In Captain America Civil War, they wanted to do the Accords and... <laughs> Uh, they were governments around the world were cool with killing Bucky and he disregarded both of those. Mm -hmm. Um, So captain America has frequently disagreed with America as a government force in the movies. So I think it would be pretty in line with this uh, legacy to sever ties with America as a title because I think the government is not the only thing that the government is not the only thing that makes up America. And I do, it's like the entirety of the people. Like I, you know me, I think well enough to know that I love America. You know, Um, I love my freedoms. I love the fact that I don't live in China Mm -hmm. under an authoritarian government. You like Korea. Love it. There are, government values or what what am i smoking wow that that didn't come out right there are american values that i don't even know if i would call them american like they're not mutually exclusive american values but things that we've stood up before like you you kind of make it all about what the american government has done and like i'm just i wouldn't i wouldn't drop the shield out of the smithsonian in this in this story that's mm-hmm. why I'm, I'm not just saying like everyday life. Mm-hmm. I'm saying in this story, they the American government disrespected Captain America's wishes mm-hmm. and Captain America's successor's wishes. Mm-hmm. And then Listen, got someone who wasn't worthy. I've, so, sel- I've seldomly trusted the American government. Okay. And it doesn't mean that I would drop it from possibly sam wilson's name if you were to if you were to don the shield um here's here's one more little tidbit the uh the guy that they raid earlier in the movie he says america is a bunch of thugs or whatever brutes if you if you brutes if you drop the america and literally make it clear that you're not starting at a america's interests first the -hmm. world's second by dropping the name, I think that could be a really healthy change for the world to ex- accept this new captain. Right. What countries That's look out? Me. What countries look out for other countries' interests first? Are I'm there saying, any other countries that do that? I'm not saying that. I'm saying Sam Wilson as mm-hmm. an Avenger mm-hmm. could make it better for for gaining the world's confidence by dropping America from his name. Hell, even the Captain America movies around the world, do you know what they're called in a lot of countries? What's that? So the first movie was Captain America, First Avenger, the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just dropped the Captain America. They say mm-hmm. it in the movie, of course, but it's called the first Avenger. So the second movie is the first Avenger the Winter Soldier. And the third movie is called The First Avenger Civil War. <laughs> In what country is this? I don't know. 
just some okay. other country. It like, might be important to that decision making process, but I, I'm saying if it's important <laughs> for the marketing, you know, to help the box office by dropping the America title mm-hmm. because those countries who may have a bone to pick with the American government would be more open to watching the movie if it didn't say Captain America as the title. Mm-hmm. It might be good as Sam, a hero who wants to protect the world, to sever ties. It's like uh, Superman dropping America, the American way from truth and justice. Truth, justice, and the American way. Well, Superman is here to protect the world, so it's truth and justice. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's all I meant. Like as a yeah. Okay, and Sam wants a to lot. protect the world as an American military guy. Well, I think Sam is not part of the military anymore in America. He gets contracts, yes, mm-hmm. but I think he is an Avenger first. Okay. So if he wants to be seen as a true hero for all people it'd be good to take the america out of his name does that make sense i guess but i don't agree with it okay like it's you when you're explaining your rationale you make a few big jumps in my opinion and i'm not following the whole why for all of them. So. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. 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 Like a lot of countries see America as brutes who just take what they want. That's cool. Go where, go where they please, you know? Yeah. Because I they mean, feel like we're abusing our power. So if you want to get the trust of people as someone who's literally not in the American government or in the American military directly, Mm -hmm. why not just change the name? Yeah. It it does. Now, is that if he gets the shield, if he decides to use the shield, because the shield is supposed to be synonymous with the name Captain America. That's the thing. I guess. Like, he could just change the design. Take the red, white, and blue off. Take the A off. Now it's a, now that symbol has been changed. Yeah, no one wants that. <laughs> but, but, yeah. I'd be so. chill with it. If he put his, like, his falcon colors on the shield, was it, like, red and black? Yeah. Now he's the captain. Mm-hmm. And he's there for everybody now it's a new symbol i mean sure i mean captain america i mean it's not like america has never helped other countries you know like america has helped other countries in the past i'm not saying that i'm saying that call um, yourself captain america it's really hard to separate you from the american government even uh if you don't agree that's all yeah i guess It'd be like me calling myself Captain Coca-Cola and then be like, don't drink Coke, kids. You'd be like, why are you telling me? Yeah, but that's that's my point. It's like America does help other countries, too. It's not like they only abuse their power and just fuck over other countries, you know? This this isn't a criticism against the American government. There's a lot to criticize and a lot to, uh, you know, look Mm -hmm. up to. There's good and bad. 
I'm saying for Sam as a solo hero, how he wants to be seen by the rest of the world as a hero, Mm -hmm. I could see it be beneficial for him to drop America from the name. Or just keep the name the I, Falcon. I see and what you're saying. The shield. <laughs> I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Like that would make more sense to me. I see what you're saying. If he if he wants to be Captain whatever, if he wants to be Captain America, like you know, even if he does go to other countries and help them as Captain whatever, Captain African America, you, you can you can be. <laughs> You can be Captain America and help out other countries. I don't think that's too contradictory to our history or whatever. So, Like I said, it's just about separating yourself from a government you are not tied to directly as a chain of command. You know? Yeah, I don't know if it's necessary to drop America from the name, with that, even okay. with that rationale. So, yeah. Okay. Mm. Agree to disagree, and now we'll never talk again. not not, not too dissimilar from another situation (laughs) yeah go 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 talk to Zack Snyder you fucking DC that went too far (laughs) I was trying to segue this into a DC versus Marvel thing fuck it sure sure I enjoyed watching Zack Snyder's Justice League for four hours and we did enjoy I, that. I love this Marvel movie or these Marvel projects. So. I've I've wanted to tell you this for a while, so I want to tell you now before I forget. Even though we're recording, that night I'm putting it in. That night we had a bunch of gummy worms and a bunch of pizza, and I think I woke up, and the rest of that week I found I felt like five pounds heavier, just from like the amount we Water ate that, and apple juice weight. It was tons of that apple juice whiskey that we had. It was not oh, water weight. The, that, the cider whiskey. That is not water weight. That is sugar weight. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, it, no, and, and it sticks around and i need to hit the gym so well, when you well i mean when you uh take in a lot of sugar and salt you do add water weight for a few days it, it stores salt, water more effectively yes salt that, especially salt especially salt especially but sugar more so gets stored as fat if you don't burn it yes yep so cool um the very last thing Oh, yeah. Carly Morgenthau. It's like she was really close to being sympathetic until she decided to blow up that building. So I was like, I think that's what makes her interesting. No, not in my opinion. Okay. (laughs) Like she she wants to be a teacher. She she has this nice side. I know that everyone has a nice side. I already knew that everyone can be nice if they wanted to. She decides to go about her business killing myriads of people. So. Yeah, for that one, while I I like it because I feel like it gives that push and pull. Like, should we like her? Should we not like her? We should. We don't. Shouldn't. As a character, that made sense because, like, you've been keeping six months worth of supplies from people for no reason. Are you gonna do it again? Okay, you're you're probably gonna do it again. <laughs> Jesus, what is going on with my mic? I can't. I got to take off my headphones while I'm talking because there's now a delay and it's freaking my brain out. Uh, for uh, I'll put them back on when you start talking. But her thought process is: you people are so evil that you would take six months worth of supplies and just hoard it and not help all the people in need. So you must be punished. I'm gonna stop you from ever doing this again. Boom. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. Okay. I'm 
I'm putting the headphones. Oh God. <laughs> I'm putting the headphones so, back on right after the sentence is done. So I don't know like if people were dying as a result of them hoarding those supplies, like sometimes it could be necessary to hoard them. I don't really know. Like I've never thought of, through that disaster scenario. Like, yeah, my thinking is that we're in a world that suddenly has twice the population, not as much food being produced. Of course, people are going to be starving or going hungry, or there's going to be shortages. And this one place just has six months worth of supplies, just sitting around doing collecting dust. And people could really be using that. Right. I don't know how effectively they're rationing and keeping everyone fed in the current situation. So that's the thing that I don't know the whole situation of. So Yeah, I think they've mentioned that there's food shortages or something of the like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the very last thing that happens is this, is that we find, what's her name from Wakanda? I don't know her name. We don't know her name. I never did. We find the Wakandan citizen that had a single line. Move, or you will be moved. <laughs> God, this delay is freaking me out. Yeah, that, <laughs> it would freak me out too. I get it. Um, and so that was kind of cool how they revealed her. And Bucky kept it a secret. Um, could work to his benefit. Could not. We'll see. So. Cool beans. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's the end of this episode yeah yeah i think so do you have any prediction for the next episode um zemo might get away from uh bucky and falcon bucky and sam i would not be surprised i Mm -hmm. would make a prediction but i'd i it would end up just becoming true but like two hours earlier than i'd think so (laughs) (laughs) i'll just wait um for anybody who might be interested, uh, go over to twitch.tv forward slash the dopest things because there's stuff going on there like me and my daughter are watching Invincible and the day we're recording, so you'll have missed it, she's going to do my makeup after on stream. And uh, yeah, that the end? I think so. Cool beans. Cool. See you next week, people. See ya.